This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better. It was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly. So you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, other types of skin damage. It's totally safe, non-toxic, suitable on all types of skin, even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin. This is also safe for the youngest members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500 thousand happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family so to get your own active skin repair go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20 percent off your order when you use the code shameless that's activeskinrepair.com use the code shameless for 20 percent off your order activeskinrepair.com code shameless This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 607 with Cameron Normand. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 607. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community. So be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Cameron Normand is the host of the Stepmom Diaries podcast, co-founder of the Stepmom Summit, and founder and CEO of This Custom Life, where she provides stepmoms with tools and advice to help them embrace their blended family lives. She is a certified stepparent coach, the creator of the Blended Family Formula for Stepmom Success, and the author of the Stepmom's Gratitude Journal. Cameron received her BA from the University of South Carolina and her JD from Emory University School of Law. By day, she's a corporate political in the Washington, D.C. area and serves on several nonprofit boards. She was named one of the Washington Business Journal's Women Who Mean Business. Cameron is known as Cami G to her four stepchildren. In her spare time, she loves pop culture, good coffee, spending time with her husband, and trying to achieve that elusive concept of balance. I was so excited to have the opportunity to have Cameron on the show as I have been wanting to include stepmoms in our conversations around shameless motherhood for some time now. And I'm so grateful that Cameron showed up when she did and was so open and gracious and generous in this conversation. Listen in to hear Cameron share what it was like to become a stepmom to four kids ages eight to 14, the speed bumps, the potholes, and the total sinkholes. 
The importance of recognizing that the blended family is born out of loss and always carries grief. She shares the statistic that 1,300 step families form every day. And this is actually an older statistic she mentioned. So she's like, it's probably a bigger number by now. But we can just rest assured that 1,300 or more step families form every day. And this is critically important for us to recognize as a society. She talks about the struggle for stepmoms to fit into mom culture, the importance of validation, compassion, and empathy for stepmoms, her advice for stepmoms who might be struggling. Then she shares her blended family formula of seven steps to support stepmoms. And we dig into the common misconceptions around stepmoms and how to reframe them. This was a really great conversation, an important conversation. You likely know stepmoms. Maybe you're a stepmom yourself and you've been listening to the show forever and you're like, when's she going to do an episode on stepmoms? So there's probably a stepmom somewhere in your life if you are not one yourself. And this episode is for you and for those of you who know stepmoms and maybe have some blind spots around how you could be a better support system to the stepmoms that you know. So I'm excited for this conversation. I know I took away some great ahas. I hope that you will too. And with all that, let's go ahead and welcome Cameron Norman to the Shameless Mom Academy. Cameron, welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm so happy to have you here today. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. So as I mentioned, when we first met, this is a conversation I've been wanting to have, and it's a conversation I've been meaning to pursue, to have a stepmom come on the show and talk about that experience of being a shameless mom. And it, the opportunity has not presented itself. And I'm like slapping myself on the wrist that I didn't go after it sooner. So when your email landed in my inbox around having this conversation, it was such a quick, immediate and easy yes. So thank you for just reaching out and positioning yourself in this place of like, Hey, this is a conversation that needs to be had because it is a really important (laughs) one. And I'm so grateful that you're here. Yes. Happy to be here. So can you tell us a little more about the dynamics of your personal and professional life beyond your bio and what you're most excited about right now? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, you mentioned I got married a little bit later in life, although, you know, 40 is the new 20, I think at this point, right? So (laughs) I agree as a 45 year old. (laughs) Yes, totally. So I spent about 20 years in politics and I'm still working in politics uh, in Washington, DC. And, you know, you would think that working in the complicated dynamics of politics would have prepared me better for step family life, but you know, right. That's the best resume builder for being a step. I know. Right. But so I met Craig and, you know, I waited to get married largely because I was, you know, working hard on my career. And like a lot of us out there, I think, you know, I was pretty picky about what I wanted and what I knew I didn't want. And Craig kind of came along and surprised me out of the blue. And we both knew really quickly that this was it. And I always say, you know, my Prince Charming came along with four kids in tow, one with special needs. And so it's been just a whirlwind roller coaster ride, you know? Um, And so I think two things I'm most excited about to answer that question is one, we made a pandemic purchase, a place in Maine. And so we have been splitting our time between DC and Maine and it has been absolutely divine. And so I'm just sort of constantly excited to, you know, get back up to Maine and and spend time up there. And the second thing I'm excited about has to do with Step Families. As of December 1, I am the new co-owner of Step Family Magazine, which I am so excited about and so thrilled to, you know, be able to sort of have this megaphone to be able to reach as many stepmoms as we can. So. Oh my gosh. Congratulations. What a huge milestone. And I mean, just what a beautiful reflection of 
your work, your, and the opportunities to lead that have come up because you've invested yourself in this conversation. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So you and Craig got married four kids, one with special needs. And what was the age range at that time? I'm trying to envision like what you were signing up for because <laughs> as a parent of one who has a little bit of a sense of like what it is to parent 24 seven every day. I can't imagine four. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's so funny. You'll have people say to you at, at various times as a stepmom. Well, I mean, you knew what you were signing up for. Well, yeah. I mean, I knew we had four kids, but like I knew that I was getting four kids with my husband, but I did not know what I was signing up for. <laughs> right. So when we got married, they ranged in ages from eight to 14. So right in that sweet spot wow. of crazy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> they were lovely. And I got along with them really well. And they like immediately, my youngest who was eight and who's the one with special needs, he's got a severe traumatic brain injury. He nicknamed me Cammy G. G is the first name of my maiden name and it stuck. And so all the kids call me Cammy G, which I love. <laughs> oh my gosh. Those special names make such a difference. Like, I know it really does. Endearment. It really does. So tell us about your journey slash dive into step motherhood. <laughs> you say that there was some speed bumps, but also some potholes and maybe some sinkholes. So can you talk about that season of life, like in those early days and remind me, you said this was four years ago, five years ago. Yes. Almost five years ago okay. was when we got married. And yeah, I mean, I think that first year is a total blur because as I said, you know, you know, that there are kids but you don't really know what you're getting into. And just for some context, I'm an only child and I had been living alone for 10 years when I met Craig. Oh my so gosh. this was like, not only, I feel yeah, like I want to, I want to AirPods right now. I know. Right. So like, I think I was probably six months into it. I turned to him and I was like, okay, so I'm going to say this and I feel a little bad saying it, but there are going to be some times when I need Cami G time. Like mm-hmm. I need to have a couple hours of just quiet. (laughs) And he was very much understood, but yeah, the first couple of years were really hard. And I think a lot of stepmoms face this where you have sort of these expectations of what you think your family life is going to be. And I think that every woman has that when she settles down or when she moves in with her partner, you know, you sort of envision how things are going to be. And, you know, the singing birds and the Rockwell family meals, and it's going to be amazing. And little crock pot on the counter. Yeah. Yeah. Then you get into it and you're like, Oh my God, you're leaving your dirty underwear on my side of the bed. What's going on? You know? (laughs) So we had all of the adjustments of like, for me, just living with guy, which I had never done before, but also navigating this family that, you know, I was sort of this new person, this new addition. And Craig was military at the time and was working a ton of hours. And so, you know, I found myself as a single step parent, you know, a lot of evenings and mornings when the kids were either going to bed or getting up for school and, you know, trying to navigate what kind of authority did I have? Like, would I handle it if one of them acted up? And, you know, I didn't it's not really my role to discipline, but if they're being disrespectful to me, how do you do that? And, you know, all the things, and then, you know, throw in dealing with holidays and, you know, throwing birthday parties and this sort of pressure to, you know, you're this new person in the family and you want it to be perfect and you're trying to make it perfect. And, you know, for anybody that's listening, that's from the South, you'll appreciate this. When I, when we got engaged, one of the first things I did was I, 
ordered up some monogram Christmas stockings and Easter baskets. And, <laughs> and you know, I thought it was going to be amazing. And we had some really great moments this first couple of years, but we also had some crazy, crazy, crazy. Mm. <laughs> so it is, it's very challenging. And, you know, if you think about it, the blended family is formed out of loss, right? I guess the spouse, the non-step parent is available because they've either divorced or had a spouse that's passed away or, you know, some sort of, you know, tragic event. Right. And the family is still trying to heal from that. And the kids are still trying to heal from that. And you kind of come in as an outsider and you're excited about being here. You're excited for this new family. You're excited about your wedding and all this stuff. And you're trying to form this family unit out of a family that is essentially kind of reforming itself out of grief. Right. So it's a little bit of a weird position for stepmoms. Yeah. You know, that makes so much sense. And it seems obvious when you say it, but I hadn't ever thought of it from that framework that it's born out of loss. And I'm guessing that there can be assumptions because this would be an assumption I might make that if a family has gone through divorce or loss of a parent, that there's kind of this like line where you're like, okay, and now we're done with that. And then we move into a new season and like, now we're blending the family in this way. And it's not a clean boundary. Like you're bringing all that stuff with you from no matter how recent or not recent that loss breakup was, you're bringing that with you. And so there is that grief that you're carrying, even if there has been some processing and and resolution around it. Yeah. And the kids are bringing it with them too, I think more than anybody. And that's something that I think I had sort of discounted. And it's ironic because my parents were divorced and my dad remarried. So I knew how it felt to be a kid who's parent was getting remarried, but you know, they've got, they're still grieving their parents splitting up, or if there was a death, you know, they're grieving that. And, you know, they're not, they may like you, but it doesn't mean that they're excited to have you sharing the same roof and they may have lots. Yeah. They may have lots of conflicting feelings about you. Like if there's Mm -hmm. a high conflict situation with, you know, the other house, they may feel guilty for liking you you know, it may take them a while to warm up to you. They may not warm up to you for a while. I mean, they're just, they've got lots of feelings in their little brains, which by the way, aren't fully developed until you're in your mid twenties. So, Mm -hmm. you know, they don't know how to process all this stuff. So it can be really complicated for kids and it's hard, you know, for the parents, because obviously, you know, me coming into it and my husband, we were super excited because, you know, we're in love and we're starting this new life and, everybody should get on board. And, you know, you don't, it's hard to kind of pull yourself back and say, you know, this is probably pretty hard for the kids. Yeah. Probably pretty hard for the former spouse, right? Like they didn't, you know, imagine they didn't, you don't go into marriage thinking you're going to break up and somebody else is going to be helping to raise your kids, you know? Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's a lot to wrap your head around, no matter which role you're standing in in that situation. Can I ask what your custody looked like? Was it a 50, 50 split or kind of what did that look like initially? 50, 50 split. Yeah. And we do every two weeks. So So you're, um, when you're in it, you are in it. You're in it. And I feel (laughs) like I'm trying to remember now. I mean, it's that first year really was such a blur. I feel like it may have been a week on week off at that point. Okay. When the kids were a little younger, but yeah, you're in it for a week and then out of it for a week. And that's, you know, there's a lot of transition mm-hmm. stuff for yeah. technical term, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, for the kids transitioning, but even for you, you know, I mean, transitioning to 
you know, seeing them every day and being involved in their lives. And then you don't see them for a week. And, you know, if they're young enough to not have phones, then it's really like no contact for a week. And then, you know, depending on your situation. And so, I mean, it's sort of, it's challenging for everybody. Yeah. I have friends who have families that are divorced and blended and those transition phases, days, it's a whole thing. (laughs) It is. It is. It's a whole whole, thing. (laughs) Yeah. It is a lot for everybody. And for all the reasons that you just said. This episode is supported by my very own 2022 Plan and Prep Pajama Party. Oh my goodness, it is the fourth annual Plan and Prep Pajama Party on January 15th. So I hope that you will join me for this virtual event that I swear just keeps getting better every year. I'm not here to give you fake motivation. I'm here to help you get out of your own way as you close the door on 2021 and open the door to 2022. I really want to help you create a real life action plan that you feel excited about walking into in this new year. I want you to have a plan that fires you up and also really lays out the next right steps for you. So here's the deal. My Planner Prep Pajama Party, it's an online virtual workshop where we have three modules where I'm coaching all three of them. You get to ask me questions in live time. You get to communicate with other shameless moms in live time. We work through each module together and you leave with an action plan and you leave with clarity on how you want to show up in the new year. Who are you becoming in the new year? How do you want to feel in the new year? And how are you going to act in a way that allows you to feel what you want to feel and accomplish the things you want to accomplish? So if you are ready to move past 2021 and gain clarity around what's possible in 2022, this is for you. If you're ready to connect a strong sense of purpose to your goals and dreams and build an actionable blueprint to turn your ideas into action steps, this is for you. If you are ready to dedicate a few beautiful hours with other shameless moms from all over the world to define your 2022 goals, dreams, and desires, and cultivate courage and confidence to really actually go after the things that you want, even in uncertain times, this is for you. So if you want to learn more, get all the goodies, all the details on the 2022 Planner Prep Pajama Party, go to shamelessmom.com slash pajama party. And when you pop over there, you'll see we have early bird registration open for a limited time where you will save money on your registration. So go to shamelessmom.com slash pajama party, and I will see you on January 15th. That is shamelessmom.com slash pajama party. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily, It's very digestible, and the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explains. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school.
This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30 day money back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. You shared a statistic that was super eye-opening to me. So you pointed out that 1,300 step families form every day, which is incredible for so many reasons. But also when we're looking at the hard things that we've just mentioned already, the loss, the grief that comes into a new family. And we look at like transition days and schedules and the kind of ups and downs and reconfiguration that's constantly happening. And we think about that happening, 1300 step families forming every day. Oh my goodness it's a lot. And so why is it important for us to understand the dynamics of different family makeups? Cause this is like really opening my eyes up to different levels, new levels of compassion and empathy, just culturally that we need to be holding. Yeah, absolutely. And I actually think that number that I gave you, I think that there is a more recent number and I don't have it, but I think, it, I think the 1300 number is, has grown pretty significantly. So yeah, it's crazy to think how many step families form every day. But I think, you know, you used a word just now, and I think that that's sort of the answer to this in a nutshell, which is empathy. There's a lot of, I mean, you know, it's important for us to understand the dynamics of every family makeup to support every member of the family, right? So if you're a teacher and you've got kids who are in a blended family, being able to understand the perspective that they may be bringing in every day as a parent, you know, and I obviously come at it from the stepmother's point of view, you know, there's a lot of like, I don't know, for lack of a better word, like mom culture, you know, that like lifts moms up and, you know, a lot of mom support and, Hey mom, you've got it. You can do this. We know how hard you're working, you know, and stepmoms are in this weird position where we're doing a lot of things that mom does. And we're certainly a parent, but we're not really viewed as a parent. And there are lots of negative stereotypes. And so, you know, you don't really see stepmoms carrying around the, like, if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy, you know, mugs, like, it's, you know, we, stepmoms tend to feel really 
insecure about their role and, you know, maybe don't know if they have a right to talk about the kids or a right to feel how they're feeling. And so, you know, I think as step families make up more and more of the families in our country and globally, you know, a lot of step parents really struggle behind the scenes. And, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're showing up at work, I mean, you've probably got a coworker that's a step parent somewhere, or, you know, if your child has a friend that, you know, is, is being brought over to your child's birthday party by their step parent. I mean, it's, you know, they're everywhere. Right. And so I think that that word empathy is really important, especially, you know, when you're interacting with step parents and step moms. I mean, I think about, you know, something that happened to me not long after I got married, I was talking with a couple of people that were work colleagues and they were complaining about how hard it was to get their kids up in the morning. And, you know, honestly, I was just so excited to have something to contribute to the conversation because for so long, you know, people would talk about kids and and I didn't really have much to offer. And so I, you know, chimed in and said, oh yeah, you know, my stepdaughter is in high school and, oh, it's so hard to get her up. And one of the women looked at me and said, well, but you get to give them back every week. And I just, it just like totally deflated me and, you know, and I was like, it's just not that simple. Yeah. It's not that simple. You know what I mean? And so I think empathy and the, you know, just kind of understanding that people are doing a lot of things, maybe not getting as much recognition or as much acknowledgement and, you know, being able to understand that people are coming at things from a different perspective, but that every stepmom out there is doing the best she can, just like every mom out there is doing the best she can, you know? Right. right. You brought up this which I'm so grateful that you brought this up because I think it's so important. The kind of the culture we have around that society has around mom culture, which is like strong. (laughs) Mom culture is strong. (laughs) And I don't want to say there's no place for stepmoms in mom culture, but I would imagine, and your example was perfect. I would imagine that like best you feel peripheral and often probably feel like an outsider. And totally. I appreciate your work so much because you're creating that culture that needs to exist. When we have 1300 families or more, we think is starting every single day. Like there needs to be culture for step parents, right? I think that what's so significant, I was thinking of this parallel. When we talk about adoptive parents, we aren't like, well, but since like you're not a biological mom, you probably only kind of love the kid a little bit. Like we would never say that, or we would never like, and so I, I think there's this assumption that we make that because a step parent hasn't been there since day one, or they're not biological, that like they're less of a parent or that they like are less, that they love the child less or are less invested in the child's well being. And those are all like really big, nasty assumptions, just like with adoption, yes. like any adoptive parent I've ever <laughs> talked to is like, this child 100% feels like mine. There's no boundary or line because my child was adopted it's like, this is my child. And I think that step-parents do not get that benefit of the doubt at all. No, they don't. And, you know, to be clear, I think nine times out of 10, you know, the stepmom's not trying to love the child as if they were her own. Totally. And, you know, there are lots of stepmoms that I talk to that have trouble even liking their stepkids, much less loving them. And Mm -hmm. those feelings are okay too. You didn't give birth to them. You don't have that biological tie, but you know, you are part of their life. And the way that I kind of, the way I talk about it, and I've talked about this individually with all four of my stepkids is, you know, look, I'm not trying to replace your mom. You have a mom and she loves you. 
and you love her. And I am so happy about that. And I don't want you to feel weird talking about her in front of me. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not threatened by her, but I also am not trying to replace her. But the great thing about me being here is that, that you and I get to determine what our relationship is. And it can be a really unique relationship. And, you know, I am one of your parents, but I didn't give birth to you. I didn't raise you from birth. And so we get to figure out what that looks like, you know, and yeah. we get to determine that. And so that's sort of, I mean, it's hard because I think there are a lot of assumptions that either you can't love the kids you know, as much as you should, or that you don't want to, you know, that you're just in it for your spouse and you want to shove the kids aside, which I think, right. feel like that's a more offensive assumption. Yeah. I feel like that comes from Disney. Thanks Disney. <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think that it's, it, it's a hard line to walk, right? Because we don't pretend that our roles are the same as moms and we shouldn't, they're not, you know, but there is a place for us. And I think that so often it's really hard for stepmoms to take their place in the family because they feel insecure, you know, they feel embarrassed or ashamed, you know, like when they're talking about the kids to their friends, like they're not entitled to feel how they feel. I know I had that the first couple of years that I was married, my mother-in-law and my sisters-in-law who I adore would send me these lovely notes for mother's day. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm not a real mom. And they're like, yes, you are. Yeah. You are a real mother. You didn't give birth to them, but you're a mother. Yeah. And I think that a lot of stepmoms, you know, really have a hard time kind of grabbing the role and being proud of it. And, you know, it's a hard, weird position, lots of awkwardness. You know? Yeah. I was going to say, it sounds like there's like a need for validation of that role and validation of who you are and who you're allowed to be and all of that. And so much of that comes from inside, right? Because you're likely, I mean, there are some blended families who have a wonderful relationship with the other house and I raise a glass to all of them. That's not always the norm. Mm -hmm. And so when you're looking for that validation, it's probably not going to come from your spouse's ex and it may not come from the kids. Right. And it may not even come from your in-laws. I mean, I know I work with a lot of stepmoms who have challenges with their in-laws accepting them. Mm -hmm. So you really is about sort of working through, you know, your feelings internally and working with your partner so that you can develop that security and confidence. Yeah. How are stepmom needs different from those of biological moms? A little bit of what we're talking about. It's a good segue because I think, you know, it's a hard, you know, you start out as an outsider, right? And you know, we talked about you're kind of forming this family out of grief and, you know, you're coming into it and you're, I mean, a great example, since we're coming up on the holidays is, you know, how stepmoms deal with the holidays. You know, you come into it, you have your traditions and they probably have some of their traditions, but maybe you're nervous to take those on because you're worried that the kids will feel like you're trying to take over mom's traditions or whatever, you know? And trying to figure out and navigate how that all should look and even just buying gifts. How does all that work with the other house and all of these dynamics? And so, you know, I think stepmoms experience a lot of insecurity through that process. And I know the first couple of holiday seasons that we had, I was like, you know, what are the kids used to doing? Like, am I going to fall up short here? Do I need to, 
you know, at our first Thanksgiving, I was like, we are going to have the Rockwell painting with like the mom and the apron and the turkey and, you know, all the, everybody at the table laughing. I was like, we are going to have the perfect, <laughs> I'm making all of my old family Southern recipes. It's going to be amazing. And my youngest stepson, who I adore, sat down at Thanksgiving dinner and was like, yeah, I don't like this stuff. I'd like a cheese quesadilla. And I was like, <laughs> What? I mean, the most surefire way to not have your vision come to fruition is to have that vision, like to have that when you're like, I can just imagine how perfect it's going to be at the table with four children. And it's like, anytime you imagine a perfect table with four children, you've destroyed, like you've jinxed it forever. Totally. (laughs) And looking back on it, you know, what I should have done before Thanksgiving is not said, Hey, I'm going to, you know, show them all of my traditions and how wonderful all this is. And I'm going to make it perfect. Kids don't care about that. They care about feeling safe and secure and loved. And, you know, on Thanksgiving, they probably just want some good food. And so sitting down with them and saying, you know, hey, what is it that you like to eat, you know, and coming up with a menu together or, you know, just trying to include them more in the process. So, you know, I think with stepmoms, I mean, this is a long-winded way of getting back to, you know, stepmom needs versus biological moms. Stepmoms really need to feel understood and included. And it's really hard, but that's where their partner is coming to mind for me. Yes. And, but that's where the partner can come in. And Mm -hmm. I always talk to my stepmoms about, you know, there's all the stuff you can do to understand the dynamic and to work through the dynamic in your head. But if you can't get your partner to understand it or communicate with you about it, then you're going to have a hard time. And so it becomes really important. You've got to be really intentional about it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So you actually kind of just started giving some tips. I'm going to keep going with that. So can you give a couple of pieces of advice that you have for new stepmoms? And what is it that you wish you'd known prior to becoming a stepmom? Maybe some of those, these are probably lessons that came out of the sinkholes. (laughs) Oh, totally. (laughs) Things went real sideways, real dark. And here's what I learned. (laughs) Yeah, totally. I mean, I think the first and biggest piece of advice is to cut yourself some slack. And be kind to yourself because this is a hard role. And even when things go well, there are a lot of complicating factors. And even when things go well, they can be hard. So don't expect yourself to live up to a standard that is unreasonable, right? Like you don't have to have the Pinterest perfect Christmas tree. You don't have to have the Pinterest perfect Thanksgiving dinner, And I mean, I know like the very first birthday party I threw for one of the kids was we were right about to get married and my stepdaughter was turning 12 and she wanted an under the sea party. And so, you know, I'm type A obviously. And I (laughs) I got on Pinterest and looked up all the things and I mean, went to town and Craig said to me at one point, he was like, how much money are we spending on this? Like, we're not going to go bankrupt because you like need to have this perfect party. Right. Right. And I was like, Oh, and no, you, felt, you were like, no, I have to prove that I'm a really great stepmom, though. Exactly. Like I felt like I had to prove myself. And after the party was over, you know, Craig very kindly was like, you know, that was amazing. The kids were happy. They had so much fun. Who did you do that for? Because they didn't care about the little, you know, I had come up with cute little names for all the food and I had done little like cheese triangles and car- called them shark's teeth and, you know, oh goldfish gosh. and like the whole, I mean, I, it was you went all in on the, like it was all of, insane. Who, all of us who get 
like if I go to a party that's Pinteresty, I'm like, I feel shamed. <laughs> I know, right? Like, but I, I also I told, so and I don't mean overboard. that. I don't say that to make you feel bad, but like, because I get it that from your perspective, you're like, I want to really, really like show up for this. This is your way of yeah, showing up. Totally. <laughs> I'm like, and, um, when I see that, but, I'm like, that looks so hard. <laughs> yeah, it was such a lesson though that like nobody expects you to be perfect. You're going to make mistakes. Right. I have made a ton of mistakes, you yeah. know, and. You also, and then the only other thing I would tell women is that you don't have to give up yourself to be a good stepmom. You don't have to like yeah. put your needs last. You don't have to give up who you were to be a good stepmom. There's plenty of space for everybody. What's really ringing true for me as you're saying all these things is this is really similar to what new moms learn in the first year of motherhood. Mm-hmm. It's so like, and I call it newborn land when you have this new baby and all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, like, who am I? What's my sense of identity? Who am I going to be in this role? I'm going to try to make it all look perfect, even though it's like behind the scenes, I'm crying every day. And you're going through that same phase when you're a new stepmom, you're going through newborn land. Like you're going through that whole adjustment of like, who am I and how do I show up in this role? But there's all this added pressure of what we started with, that this is all coming out of a situation where there's loss and grief. And that doesn't mean there's not joy in it, but there's a lot there. And so it's like newborn land on steroids because you probably feel such a microscope on you. Yeah, totally. And it, you know, because it's hard, doesn't mean it's not worth it, but right. I can't tell right. you how many times that first year when, you know, I would be in tears. I mean, not on a daily basis, but like more than a weekly basis, I would say, I mean, things were just nuts. And, you know, I would run across people at work or people who hadn't you know, seen me since I got married and they'd be like, wow, you know, you're handling four kids and this career. I mean, that's, you're just like, you've got this amazing life. And I'm, you know, thinking in my head, like, yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing and crazy. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> but, you know, and as a stepmom, I mean, going back to sort of some of the differences between stepmom and biological mom, you don't feel like you can complain about it a lot because, yeah. you know, you hear moms complain about, you know, oh, Johnny's such a nightmare and what a little devil. Well, if a stepmom says that you get really taking a task, like, Oh, yeah. well, you just don't, love, I guess you don't love the kids, you know? Yeah. You have to really be, be careful. And, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. This episode is supported by Talkspace. So let's be honest, for better or worse, the people around us make a big impact on our lives, a huge impact actually. And life's pressure, especially this time of year, can have those relationships sometimes be a little tenuous, a little bit stressful. And sometimes you can feel the sense of like, I need to change this dynamic in this relationship, or I need things to move in a different direction. This is not serving me. This doesn't feel healthy. This might just feel really uncomfortable or might just feel a little bit sticky and you're like, I don't want to be in this sticky place. So whether you're having complicated feelings about a relationship or you just need a neutral person to talk to, Talkspace Online Therapy connects you to a licensed professional to help you work through it. I will tell you that in 13 minutes, I have my own therapy session, my own virtual therapy session, which I have once a week, which is so incredibly valuable. This is something that I've started in 2021, and I cannot tell you how important it's become. And I often go into a therapy session like, I'm good. I don't really need anything. (laughs) And I always find something always find something. Or there's times when I will go like have something happen in the week and I will save it till I go into that session and then be like, this thing happened and I want to figure this out. Or why did I feel this way? Or why was I so annoyed or mad or hurt or whatever the thing might be? 
It's so critical in times like this when we've been carrying so much for so long that we have a place where we can just go and let it all out. Talkspace is the number one online therapy platform. There are thousands of licensed therapists available for you to match across dozens of specialties, including anxiety, depression, relationships, and more. And Talkspace works around your schedule at your convenience with live video sessions and unlimited messaging between you and your dedicated therapist. I know many people over this last year or so have started using Talkspace because they've heard this ad and they found it to be incredibly helpful. If you've been considering getting started, if you've been considering reaching out, and especially if you're feeling a little extra stress right now over the holidays, let this be your sign that it is okay to reach out and today can absolutely be the day. If you need a little support to help you through the end of the year or you want to start building toward a better upcoming year, Talkspace is here to help. Match with a licensed therapist when you go to Talkspace.com and get $100 off your first month with the promo code SHAMELESS. That's $100 off when you use the code SHAMELESS at Talkspace.com. That's Talkspace.com, code SHAMELESS. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, whew, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us. Okay, so tell us how you got involved. So I'm loving all this. This is so helpful and so insightful. And I feel like for our stepmoms listening, I feel like there's so many takeaways. And then for our moms who are not stepmoms, I feel like there's just so much space for us to pay attention to stepmoms and stepparents and just in a different way and to be more supportive in ways that we maybe hadn't previously considered. I want to know, how did you think to create a system of support for stepmoms. Like not only did you go through this process and you started talking about it, but you're like, oh, I'm going to go ahead and build a business around. It's <laughs> like, this is going to be life's work now. So can you talk a little bit about that? And then also you have a blended family formula. So can you take us into that yes. as well and talk about that? Yes. So yeah, you know, some of it goes back to the fact that I'm just sort of a type A and every time I get involved with something, I end up in charge of it. And it's just same. A- <laughs> I'm, I'm high-fiving you. So you feel me. <laughs> So, you know, I, you know, when Craig and I got serious and started talking about getting married and then when we got engaged again, type a, I'm like, okay, I'm going to be the best stepmom ever. Where's the manual? (laughs) Who's got the book for me? Go ahead and buy my sash because I will definitely be wearing, need to wear it, like earn, I will earn it and then wear the sash. (laughs) 
And um, spoiler alert, there's no book, right? <laughs> there's no manual. And I was really, that's part of how I got into this is I was stunned at how few resources there were. And of course, you know, here I am. I mean, I had a couple of people that I sort of knew that were step parents, but you know, I'm literally like on Google going how to be a good stepmother, you know, mm-hmm. what do I need to know to be a stepmom? I mean, yeah. you know, all the things. And I found a couple of resources, but there just wasn't much out there. And so you know, my first year or two, I mean, I made some pretty horrific mistakes and things that I just look back now and I cringe and I'm like, it's because I didn't know, like if I'd had somebody telling me, you know, or trying to teach me about this stuff, I would have been able to avoid all these landmines, you know? Mm -hmm. And so when I kind of got through that, that's really the crux of it is I wanted to, I figured that if I'm type A and I'm reasonably successful and I am smart and I couldn't find the resources, that I wasn't the only one who was looking for this stuff out there. And I figured if I could even help one stepmom avoid some of the stuff that I stepped in, (laughs) that I would be Mm -hmm. doing a a good service to people, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's really how I got into it. So I kind of, I took what I had found helped me in my journey and did a ton of research, got certified as a step family coach and or step parent coach and pulled it into what I call the blended family formula. And so blended is an acronym. And it is the seven things. And I always, I feel like I always have to put this disclaimer up front. It is not a silver bullet formula. It is not going to take a stepmother's life and turn it into Disneyland. It's not going to change you from the wicked stepmother to, you know, the queen or to Snow White or Cinderella or whatever. But what it will do is I provide, it's a six week intensive program. And I've got kind of self-paced versions and versions that I kind of coach you through. And basically you take you through the formula, the seven blended is an acronym, take you through the seven things. And by the end of it, stepmoms really develop the confidence and the skills to kind of know that they can deal with whatever gets thrown their way. So we talk about things like, you know, shoring up the foundation with your spouse. We talk about kind of understanding your why, We talk about engaging with the kids and, you know, how to deal with some of the tricky issues like discipline and, you know, what to do when the kids don't like you. We talk about the ex because that's, you know, one of the biggest challenges that stepmoms have is how to relate to their partner's ex. Mm -hmm. And then we talk a lot about self-care because, you know, that's just as important, right? Is making sure that you're taking care of yourself through all of this. Cause you're not going to be, and I know this is sort of a common refrain, I think for women in general, you're not going to be any good to anybody else if you're not taking care of yourself. And so we take a look at that as well. Yeah. Do you want to share with us what the acronym stands for? Or is that like top secret? Sure. People get into that. No, acronym? it's not. Top secret. <laughs> <laughs> I just figured it was long, but <laughs> so, I'm so yeah, curious. So, <laughs> so I'm dying to know. <laughs> yeah. So blended B is build your foundation. And that's sort of shoring up, you know, the foundation of your family and your partner L is lower your anchor. So I take you through writing an anchor statement, which is sort of your why, E is engaged with the stepkids. And that's where we talk about all the things with the kids. N is new family formations. That's where we talk about your kind of house rules and your family values and what that's going to look like. D is dote on your relationship because at the end of the day, that's why you're here, right? It's because you fell in love with somebody that had kids. E is the X-Files. So we talk all things X and (laughs) we get deep into dealing with high conflict and you know, setting boundaries and all that good stuff. And then D is don't forget about you. Mm. So, oh my gosh, this is so good. And I mean, that acronym, 
you know, sometimes acronyms you're like, I feel like you're stretching. This is like, exactly. Like, these are all so crucial. I love it. Um, I know, you know, there was so much stuff I could have, like, I had actually a longer word that was like 10 letters long. And, and then I was like, that's too much. I've got to like, break this down. Oh my for gosh, people. this is so great. I feel like, I mean, I'm not a step parent, but I'm just based on our conversation. I'm imagining just how I'm imagining being in that place of vulnerability and looking at these seven steps here and like, in seven areas and really feeling like, Oh, holy cow. Like I need that one. And I need that one. And like mm-hmm. just this immediate sense <laughs> of like affirmation and validation that there's a place where it's okay for me to acknowledge that I need this. And there's a place for me to go learn that's safe and, you know, safe and open and increase that. Well, really- and that's a huge point actually is it's okay for me to feel this way. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. hit the nail on the head because I think that, you know, we, a lot of times we feel ashamed for, you know, if we're having a rough patch with one of the kids, you know, we feel ashamed for not just, you know, wanting to love them the way they are and, you know, be this perfect person. And it can be very difficult. And so really giving yourself permission to feel all the things is huge. Yeah. Can you tell us some misconceptions that people have about stepmoms and what do you wish people knew? Like, how do you want to bust these misconceptions? Yeah. I mean, like I said, Disney hasn't helped much. Sorry, Disney. Right. Um, <laughs> but I think, you know, at the end of the day, I think that is sort of the biggest misconception is that there's some sort of ulterior motive that we're in it somehow for some selfish reason, but really every stepmom, and I feel safe, maybe, maybe 99.9% so <laughs> are, we're really just trying to do the best we can, right? We're trying to navigate really complicated stuff and, you know, really be there for the person that we fell in love with. And we have feelings too. And, you know, and I think that that's something that I wish people knew or thought about with stepmoms is that we have feelings too. I think a lot of times we're looked at as sort of an other, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Stepmoms are brave. Yeah. I mean, they, they put themselves out there and they get into these complicated dynamics all because they fell in love with somebody. That's really brave. You know, do you think there's a misconception about ulterior motives? I do. I really do. You know, I've seen it play out in my own life and lots of other stepmoms where, you know, if there's particularly if there's a high conflict relationship with the other house, you know, a lot of times you get accused of, you know, trying to take away you know, the kid's parent, take away the dad or whatever. And that's just not what we're out to do yeah. at all. I'm also imagining <laughs> statements that start with like, she's only in it for blah, blah, blah. Like, oh, right. Yeah. You know, name the like, thing. Yeah. yeah. And just how damaging that can be. And it's damaging for the kids, right? I mean, totally. at the end of the day, the kids need to know that all of their parents love them and they need all of their parents to be there for them and to know that their parents are putting them first. And when you get into that kind of dialogue and that kind of finger pointing between houses, what that says to the kids is that they're not first, right? You're putting your own needs first and that's not good for them. It's just not, you know? So tell people where they can find you and where they can, if their stepmoms listening to this and they're like, holy cow, like I need to work through the blended family formula (laughs) and with support, where can people find you and what are your current offerings? Yes. So I'm at thiscustomlife.com. And if you're looking for the blended family formula, just add a forward slash BFF. So thiscustomlife.com forward slash BFF. I am at the stepmom diaries podcast. 
I am at thestepmomsummit.com, which is a new endeavor. Um, we had our first summit in August, had almost 1,400 stepmoms. It was fantastic, oh an gosh. online thing. So, so if folks want to go there, they can get on the wait list for next year's. And then stepfamilymagazine.com. I would say, you know, go there and stay tuned for some exciting, you know, new changes and new looks and all that good stuff. Cause we are, we're thrilled to be the new owners. And I think it's going to be, we're going to have some really neat plans for step families that we're going to be announcing. Oh my goodness. I love it. So I want to point out on top of people who are listening to this today, who might be stepmoms, but might not be you probably know a stepmom. <laughs> so <laughs> yes. for this episode, share these resources, because I think to your point, I think that as you've alluded to, there's a lot of suffering and silence and a lot of like wonder about, am I doing this right or well enough? Or like, I just imagine there's just this constant, or there can be kind of constant talk in your head around how you navigate this because there's just not a lot of support and it's not talked about in a lot of places. Like you said, like you had to Google it. And so if you know a stepmom who might be the stepmom who is Googling, like, how can I be a good stepmom? Then definitely share this episode and definitely go and share Cameron's resources. They're all be mentioned in the, or all be linked up in the show notes. So if you go to shamelessmom.com, click on the episode with Cameron Norman, then we'll get ever, you can just click right through to all those resources. So I think that, you know, one of the biggest gifts that we can give to people with a podcast is not just how we consume the content ourselves, but then how we also think through like who else could be impacted by this. And I think this conversation in particular is one where we can think of other people and think through, oh, I should send this to so-and-so like this might really be meaningful and helpful to them. So I want to encourage folks to do that. And then I have a final question for you. How are you currently showing up as a shameless mom? <laughs> That's a good one. Well, before I answer that, I just want to say that I love your message to women and to moms. And I love, you know, that on your site, you talk about, you know, inspiring women to stop shrinking and start growing. And that's really, you know, what I'm doing with stepmoms too, is, you know, inviting them to take a look inward and really own their role and own their lives. And so I love that. So, yeah. So I think, you know, part of that is exactly how I'm showing up as a shameless mom is doing this and trying to, you know, spread the word and get out there as much as possible to help stepmoms to talk about stepmoms and maybe bust some of the myths about stepmoms. And that's exactly, you know, I show up every day to do that, you know, because stepmoms deserve just as much love and happiness as anyone else. Right. Yes. So absolutely. Oh my gosh, Cameron, thank you so much for this. Thank you for coming on and sharing your experience in a vulnerable way and also for sharing tools. And really, I just appreciate the work that you're doing to help stepmoms be be more seen, be validated and build confidence. I think it's really, really important work. So thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you. This was fun. Mamas, before I let you go, if you did not push pause during this episode to go get yourself registered for my 2022 plan and prep pajama party, the time is now. Pop on over to shamelessmom.com slash pajama party to get in on early bird registration and get your very best pricing for this virtual workshop. That's shamelessmom.com slash pajama party. And I will see you on January 15th.
Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five-star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be shameless mom of the week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media. Tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. Feel like you're the martyr in your family? You're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, we can help you become a No Guilt Mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model. So that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt free. Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the No Get Mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows.